All right. Welcome in, hockey fans in the desert southwest, to another edition of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful and hot Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, where I'm sure it's a, a balmy 110 or so. How are you, Stephen? That's exactly right. It's uh, it's balmy. It's it's hot. I think it's uh, 100, 100 degrees right now, so not too bad. Um, all loaded up with food. I know you are as well. Ready to rock and roll here this uh, Wednesday evening. Yeah, I hear you. I uh, I just picked up some uh, some pasta and, and carb loaded at our friends over at Streets of New York uh, with their pasta special. So I was able to pick that up. And as I was coming home, Stephen, 6.03 p.m. Pacific time, uh, it was 1.15 on my car thermometer. So I hadn't cooled down a whole bunch by then. But you know what? Uh, hockey is hockey. It doesn't matter if it's 115 or if it's 115 below. The game still goes on. And of course, NHL hockey is back, and now they're, uh, we're seeing some great games in the uh, first round of the actual playoffs, the Sweet 16, if you will. But we have lots to talk about tonight about uh, club hockey. So your thoughts, first of all, on the NHL? Well, in the NHL, it's been a great start so far with the first round of the, uh, the official start of the playoffs. Uh, the Golden Knights, of course, getting the win the other night against the Blackhawks, and uh, Seems so that was a five overtime game the, uh, yesterday as well. That was quite uh, that was quite <laughs> <Yeah>. something. <laughs> we had a double overtime game today between Boston and Carolina, and and, and we had uh, the Coy- and the Coyotes played to a, a scoreless tie, <laughs> and then gave up three goals in a minute, minute twenty three or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a very interesting game too. Oh, I mean, goodness. I mean the. Carsey Kemper was looking real solid again, and uh, Coyotes weren't getting much of any shots, though, so they weren't helping themselves out, but they were still yeah, in the I'm game there until about the very end. So, Well, it's a seven-game series, so I guess that's, that's right. a good thing. Um, tonight, we got a great guest coming on. It's not really club hockey, but it's hockey. Uh, we have Eddie Hill joining us. He's uh, the owner of the new rink coming up in Mesa that kind of caught everybody down here by surprise, but Arizona made ice for him in uh, the heart of downtown Mesa. Uh, We'll be ready before too long. We'll have Eddie coming on with us here in just a few minutes. Uh, Before we get to that, Stephen, though, there's been a lot of stuff going on uh, in the ACHA world. We we got the announcement today from from, um, UNLV that they were moving their season to uh, start in January. Uh, I think that's where everybody's going to end up. I've talked to a couple of coaches. One coach today told me that 42 out of the 72 ACHA D1 teams had already decided on their own to uh, to go to a January start. So uh, when you're over uh, half, uh, it won't be long, I don't think, till the rest of them come to the same realization. Your thoughts on that? You're right. And, yes, uh, UNLV uh, Rebel Hockey announced today that they are going to postpone their season. That's in line of – what the uh, what we've been seeing with, with the NCAA programs and, and the Mountain West Conference, which UNLV, the NCAA school uh, sports for the most part are in for UNLV, especially for football and basketball, the big sports. And uh, they announced uh, uh, yesterday uh, that they were going to postpone or cancel the fall seasons for their uh, their sports until uh, at least January. And uh, and the UNLV uh, athletic director Reed Desiree Reed Francois announced that uh, that was going to be the case. And in her statement, she says, "The health and well-being of our student athlete, coaches, staff, and, and our entire community that supports them 
is our type, top priority as it stands today. Uh, the conference determined that a safe enough path forward for competition cannot be found at the Mountain West Conference. Uh, so while we understand and support this decision, does not take away from the reality that our hearts hurt for our student athletes and for their families, our coaches, staff, and all who love the Rebels. Um, and so she goes on to say, uh, while today is a hard day, know that we will regroup, preserve, and be even more determined to do what we love, teach, compete, and represent this great community. In the meantime, we'll focus our energy on our resilient and exceptional student-athletes and support them in every way possible. And that's, of course, the reference to a lot of the, the, the student-athletes at NCAA. For, but it trickles down to the club sports as well. And for, for UNLV, of course, Rebel Hockey, they, they fall under that. And so um, I think it's it wasn't a surprise. I, I think the momentum was leaning this way as we were seeing the dominoes fall with a lot of, of the big conferences. There's still a push for some conferences to play football and – and we'll see how that plant pans out. But um, I'm not surprised that it leans this way. I, I hope, and the hope is that in January, we can see a, uh, a season. What that will look like, we don't know. I, I, I texted uh, Coach Vigneri Greener and, and the UNLV coaches over there uh, today about that. And uh, they're not sure exactly um, what that's still going to work out. Um, I asked them also about their hockey, their Rebel hockey golfing you know we just had them on a few weeks ago and they said that that was still going forward but wasn't sure you know but i wasn't sure if this news changed that but they said that there's that's still right now the only thing that they're going to be able to do as a team will be the golf tournament uh, as, as he also said that they're not going to be able to practice train or meet as a team as of right now he says they're still trying i guess they're still waiting on some rules and guidelines to come in so the golf thing is still on for the end of august but as of other team stuff, I guess we'll have to, that'll be put on hold and, and making sure that everybody's going to stay stay safe. So, that yeah, that's the, the latest news. It's a bummer. I'm sure ASU, uh, uh, Arizona probably lean that way. You're right. I think the ACHA will eventually – that'll be the story is that the whole, the whole season will, will probably be postponed until January. I just think that you're right. There's too many schools now at this point that are, are not really deeming it's going to be safe to, to start playing in September, October. So we'll just – we'll have to wait to the official announcement. But uh, certainly – you know, he's and uh, that is the news today is it is pushed back till January uh, 2021. But I heard that you might have some insight on how the format would look. I don't know if you can share that on the show. Yeah, or not, but. well, I've heard a lot of things, and, and like I said, it's basically uh, I, I get it from a pretty good source, so I, I'm confident that what I'm hearing is, is going to happen. I don't know that it, I think it's a little too soon to, to say it, but um, okay. my recommendation, if anybody would listen to me for the NCAA and ACHA, was. Just go ahead and set everything up to start in January, assuming that it's safe, and, and we'll have to just hope and cross our fingers that it will be. But but try to make this unique spring season just unbelievable. I mean, remember what the the uh, NFL did in their draft, and everybody said, what are they going to do for the draft? And it turned out to be a really good experience, even though it wasn't in Vegas and it wasn't the traditional thing. What they did was the best that they could do, and they made it a great experience. What the NHL has done, they've gone to two bubbles. They've made it a great experience, and fans are, are more supportive now probably than they've been in the past. I mean, everybody's watching hockey uh, on TV right now, so good stuff going on there. Um, and I think the same thing for NCAA and ACHA hockey. We know that the national tournament has been moved um, for ACHA hockey to uh, April 15th, I believe. And I heard today that there's talk that it might be moved out of Boston, but that can't be confirmed at the moment. Wow. I also heard that there are some things going on with the restructuring of how the tournament will be run for this year, um, which may involve conference tournaments. Uh, we don't know for sure on that yet, but 
That would be I very like that. exciting. I, I like that. That would make it very exciting. I was thinking about that today as you were saying that that was maybe one of the ways they might go. And again, we can't confirm or can't confirm that that's the way they're going to go. Probably, they're probably still working out what they're going to do. But uh, I think that would make it fun. It's certainly going to make every game meaningful if that is the way they're going to go because it's it's going to be you know it's it's just going to make well, every game meaningful and and throughout the season. So it should make those games very competitive. However many games they end up getting to play. Well, let me tell you, that's very true. The disadvantage is, from what I'm being told, if they do go that route, right. it would be one team per conference. Yeah. So you look at our conference out here, the WCHL, and you would go like, okay, well, we were talking and we have talked many times about could there possibly be four teams from this conference? Well, you know what? That isn't going to happen. If the structure goes up, it's going to be a tournament format, and the winner advances and the rest don't. And that's just the way it would be. So. And, and it could be, and it could be none of the teams in this area because you got other teams in this conference well, that are, are pretty decent could, too. Could so it could be like in Oklahoma yeah, or it's Central UCO. Oklahoma. So, yep. So, yep. so if, if 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 that's the case, if that's the way you go, and one of them were to snag and get it, then none of the the Arizona schools or Vegas uh, UNLV would would be in. But uh, you know, we'll see. I, I still think it, you could try to make it to twenty. I, I, when you said that, when you texted me that, I was, I was like, well, I'd be okay, but. I, I don't know. They might. I'm sure there'll still be some kinks still to be worked out. But I, I mean, I guess it maybe makes sense because you won't have as much of a time frame, and, and it makes makes the games that you do play mean mean more. But and and then you can shorten the length of, of the tournament if if that's going to be the case. But a lot of people will look at will it be a le- legitimate? You know, we talk about with these different sports, these shortened seasons and these different formats. Does it make a legitimate? I think the NHL. I think you can consider that because the way the format's been played out, baseball. There's some. People that doubt how legitimate a World Series will be this year because of the 60 games shortened schedule instead of a 162 schedule. But now they've expanded postseason, so maybe you'll get more teams in, and maybe it balances out by the postseason. So um, we'll see if that's going to be the case for the the ACHA. You know, they've had the format set the way they've had for so many years, but you know, this is going to be a unique season and a lot <laughs> it's of ways, a unique so season for everyone. For so. everyone, so we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing with with college football and, the, and if those sports resume, how how they might restructure. Um, you know, playoff to playoff and, and bowl games and stuff like that if they if they do that. so uh. Well, there, there's a couple of things, though, that, that I've been impressed by uh, in the hockey world. Number one, we'll talk about the bubble with the NHL and how they did that with the two bubble cities and how they've managed to keep COVID away from the players and everybody involved, which is just unbelievable, and a kudos to the NHL. But the other thing, Stephen, that I've seen, and, and I talked about this on my trip to Minnesota, is that um, – there's building going on, right? In Vegas, we know there's still construction going on that's going to be completed very soon on the Henderson practice facility. Uh, if work hasn't started yet, it's going to start very soon on that 6,000-seat game facility uh, in, in Henderson. We know Colorado College is uh, building is under construction. We know ASU has got one on the line. Our guest tonight, Eddie Hill, has got one that's, uh, you know, I saw his boards came in uh, yesterday. Got a nice picture of those on the back of a flatbed, and we'll ask them about that because there's some very uniqueness to that. So um, the the building continues on, and when you look at NCAA hockey, I talked to a lot of media people that said when when the pandemic started, they thought we might lose a lot of programs, and instead NCAA hockey is game two. So, so, I mean – there's some things to be optimistic and look forward to, and, and let's just hope that the, the COVID gets under control and, and we can take it from there. But 
I do want to say this. I do want to say yeah. that before. I, I, it sounds like I'm gonna take a break. Before we do that, I do want to say I do feel bad for for the the, the student athletes and and certainly our focus is ACHA on the show. But I think about student athletes and all the sports that are going to be affected by these decisions. I'm sure they're not, they're not easy decisions to be made. Um, no. But I'm sure, and and it's it's you 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 want to try to find a way. And and there's been a lot in the you know the the, the media as you as there usually is with these sort of things. And there's people that. Think that you know they should they should still try to find a way to play that maybe they'll be safer you know in, in being in a university environment than just being at home and stuff like that but it's just so much unknown in, in these things and and we're seeing things with 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 the COVID especially too that people don't understand I was watching some stories today about some of the long term effects of the COVID even people that might not seriously get uh, it, it get symptoms at the time could find out later on that uh, certain body functions get uh, damaged. We've seen stuff with the <laughs> yeah. heart or something. There was a story about, about a baseball player that had to be shut down the rest of the season after he got COVID because it was something that affected his heart and regular heart so he couldn't continue this for the season. So um, so it's and it's even young people too. So I, I think with all that and, and learning what we continue to learn about COVID, and it's, uh, it's, it's certainly something that's still a lot of unknowns and, and there's just – it's so wide-ranging. Uh, but you feel bad for student athletes, especially ones that like, you know, there's such a short window as this. We'll have to, you know, see what how it affects eligibility and stuff like that. I mean, if they can get the season in in, in the spring, then great. Um, but you know, but obviously it's not going to be a full length season like they normally would have, and and you know, it does affect you know recruiting all that stuff, you know, at the NCAA level, but certainly at the club level too. It's 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 so unfortunate, but um, I think I think you understand that that health and safety is always the number one priority, protecting the athletes and. Um, and as we said, was, was, there's so much that can be wide-ranging with this with this virus and, and, and finding out that there could be long-term effects to, to people that, you know, if, if, if we can reduce the risk as much as possible, then if that means we have to delay certain sports, then then that's the case. It's still not an easy decision, and there's a lot of parameters involved, but I, I, I certainly understand it. And, um, you know, just hopefully that, you know, if, if the vaccine comes into play at the beginning of the year or at least we get the virus to be less and we can – we get more know about it and, and can control it and do the season safely, then, then that's what we'll have to do. So that's, uh, that's just how things are right now. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break. Let's hear from our partners and let's come back and bring on our special guest, Eddie Hill in about three minutes. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make Hi your guys, Eddie Hill here. experience safe and convenient. Shop online. Eddie, we got you on board. Just uh, hang tight for just a second, and we'll have you on in uh, in about two minutes, okay? Fantastic. Thanks, guys. At Belford.com, we'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. 
offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit ease. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S., Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. All right, we're back. Another episode of uh, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, Stephen Marsh, from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. And Stephen, it's our pleasure to bring on the uh, the newest arena owner and uh, and hockey player and hockey instructor. And, and I could go on and on, but Eddie Hill... Thanks for joining us tonight. You got Scott and Stephen uh, with you, and uh, how are you? First of all, gentlemen, thank you so much for having me uh, having me on tonight. I'm um, I, I, I'm super excited. Um, this this project for us has has uh, been going on for a, for quite a while, and you know, for us, it's it's been um, we we've kept it under wraps. It's been it's been very quiet. <laughs> as you guys, uh, you've done a great job with that too, Eddie. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. We've it's um, it, you know, because it, it, until until it's it's done, it's 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 finally done, and you know, we didn't want to um, you know, come have this big coming out party too soon, and and um, you know, we just wanted to make sure that our all of our ducks were were in a row from a business standpoint, and um, you know, we uh, I, I feel as though we definitely came out with a with a pretty big splash, uh, which is which is super exciting for us as a as uh you know kelly and i as hockey people and for us as business uh you know number one announcing our building and, and, and number two with with the coyotes announcing our partnership that that was uh that was awesome news um eddie for for people that don't know you uh, tell us a little bit about your background you're from the east coast uh, and i know you got a minnesota connection i'm a minnesota boy as well but i've been out here for about 30 years so so tell me about your uh, can we is your Fiance now? Are you guys engaged or how is that? Yeah, no, Kella, we're married. Uh, oh, you so are? Okay. I, yeah, I, so I'm from, I'm from, uh, you have to be very careful. You can't say you're from Boston if you're not from Boston. <laughs> right? You have to say, so I'm from, I'm from North Shore, Massachusetts, a uh, beautiful town, uh, right on the, right on the water, Newburyport, Massachusetts. Um, grew up playing, playing youth hockey there and uh, my dad was uh, every male in my family played hockey. My dad was uh, was a very good hockey player. He he played Division one college at uh, University of Vermont. Was a Detroit Red Wings draft pick in I believe seventy seven. Okay. Um, so he always uh, he would give me because um, I was drafted in ninety nine, which the team had thirty. You know, the league had thirty teams. Right. He was drafted. I think the league had fourteen teams. So his his position. <laughs> Uh, you know, moved up significantly, right, as far as rounds. So, um, but yeah, my dad was drafted by Detroit Red Wings back uh, back in the late '70s, and um, I was lucky enough to have him. Um, you know, like I said, every every male um, in, in my family played hockey. So, 
you know, I, I remember going out to the ponds. My mom would, would pull up to the pond and tie my skates and say, go. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and that's, and that's just kind of how, how, how we figured it out. And, uh, I grew like I said, I grew up playing youth hockey in Massachusetts and, um, I, I, my sophomore year of high school, I went out to Green Bay, played in the USHL as a sophomore um, in 97. And then uh, my second year in the, in the USHL, um, I was drafted by the Barry Colts in the Ontario Hockey League. And then my first year in the Ontario Hockey League, I was drafted by Nashville um, in the 99 draft, uh, which was actually held in my hometown of Boston, which was fantastic as my friends and family. And <laughs> I bet uh, that was. Know, yeah, it was, it was it was it was really cool. Um, very 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 special moment for us and um, for me. And um, then I you know I turned professional. I actually never came to terms with Nashville. Uh, I was very excited for the Coyotes to beat Nashville. By the way, I bet um, you were. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, little, so we little extra incentive there. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I, I ended up signing with Carolina Hurricanes. Um, uh, a, a three-year deal with Carolina and, and play within their their system for for three years and um, then both you know the lockout the lockout was through my through my uh, through my contract and then bounced around through the minors um, played eight years total professionally played also over in Europe um, and and so after retiring from pro ho- retiring from pro hockey I met I met Kelly and. Um, yeah, I, I ended up in Minnesota, and, and the rest is history. Yeah, I hear you. Well, th- that's Minnesota, but how did you get to Arizona? Great question. So in – I'm not even sure what year it is. Year, <laughs> sorry, what year it was. Um, they, they, they kind of all meshed together um, as far as my playing career. It seems like so. it was so, such a long time ago. Um, the first I got it here. Year... I got it here. By the way, uh, two thousand five, two thousand six. You were with the Phoenix Roadrunners of the ECHL. Is that what you're referring to? That's the ticket right there. I was uh, Ron Fillion, uh, big hockey name here in, in Phoenix. Yeah, he, he was the head coach, and um, you know, it, Ron was um, was 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 fantastic. Uh, actually, my um, it, it was a really hard time for me personally as. Um, my best friend uh, played hockey at West Point. Was an Army Ranger. He was uh, on September first that year. He was killed in Afghanistan, oh, and that's so tragic. Uh, it was horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, and uh, actually, on September first, that Ron called me, and I remember being in, in Derek's backyard, and um, he said, "Eddie, what, you know, whatever we need to do, whatever you want to get out here, you let me know." He was he was fantastic, and, I, and I'll never forget that. And actually. Um, about uh, when, when the rink was uh, announced, Ron sent me an email, um, and I I thanked him for always for for him really giving me the just the introduction to Arizona hockey and uh, congratulated him on all of his success here. And, and and Ron's a great hockey guy. Yeah, without a doubt. I'm gonna let Stephen jump in in just a minute. I just have to get a couple more in there <laughs> just for background purposes. But uh, I started this company Eddie uh, five years ago, and my goal was to uh, grow the game of hockey in the desert Southwest through uh, features and highlighting players and and decision makers and and uh, you know people that were making a difference in hockey. And when when I started it, you know, everybody said, oh, "You got to do juniors. You got to do high school." And I said, "I'd love to." But I just can't go that deep. So I chose to go professional in college. And uh, I started looking around. I'm going like, wow, 
that there's a lot of hockey being played here. And, and I've lived here for 25 years, but, but I was primarily focused on golf. That was my career. Um, so I knew I wanted to get back into doing this, but what I've seen Eddie in the last five or six years has just been ridiculous. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I started covering Vegas before T-Mobile was T-Mobile. <laughs> so, so now they're going to have like six or seven rinks up there. Um, we know about your rink, which we're going to get into in just a minute, but um, the expansion is, is just going crazy. And I'm sure you've seen that too. And, and your affiliation now with the Kachinas is, uh, is just one example of how much things have grown. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and I um, look. There's a reason why. Um, besides the weather, where there's a reason why I'm not putting a rink in Boston or a rink in in, in the Twin Cities. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's this this the hockey here is. It definitely does, does. It doesn't get the credit that it deserves as far as uh, the talent that is here uh, in the valley. Um, you know, I, I've been here for about eight years running camps and clinics out of um, out of the ice dens. And, you know, we've 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 met a lot of great families and players. And, um, you know, every time um, I get on the plane to get back, you know, fly back to Boston to get back to my family and business, it it was like, man, oh, man, I just we just we, we wish we could, you know, someday call this home. Um, so yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, we're, we, we definitely identified this place as where we've always wanted to be. And if we were lucky enough to, to ever, um, you know, find a spot to, to be able to put a facility in, um, you know, we definitely jump at it and, and we were lucky enough that we did. Okay. Steven, you got something? Absolutely. I'm going to bring a, a Vegas feel into this. I will get to the rink thing in a minute, but I wanted to go back more to your back to your minor league days and and I, you know looking at what the teams you played for back in the early 2000s and and you know being with Phoenix and Utah and, and Alaska Aces and the in the East Coast Hockey League ECHL. So obviously you 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 were familiar with playing here in Vegas a little bit. I'm sure when when they played the uh, the Las Vegas Wrangler team here. I don't know maybe what experiences that you can maybe share from. From that, if, if just playing in your minor league days, and, and if you have any experiences of, of playing here in Vegas, or the Vegas team here at that time, and and did you ever think that now we have an NHL team here and now an American Hockey League team here in Vegas uh, here in 2020? Absolutely, Stephen. That's a great, uh, great, great question. The, the hockey, um, hockey in, in Las Vegas is is absolutely incredible. Um, my uh, my my second year in the American Hockey League. Um, in Lowell for Lowell Lock Monsters, I was under contract with Carolina, and, and Lowell split Carolina with Calgary. And um, there was a rookie defenseman. Um, I think he he might have led the Western Hockey League in, in, in majors that the year before. I don't know. This is just big, young, tough, uh, tough, tough rookie come in that Calgary sent to Lowell, and. Um, you know, so our, our coaches in Lowell were uh, were Carolina coaches, but I, I got paired up with this defenseman. I was a left I was a left defenseman. This guy was a right defenseman. You might know who he is. His name is Derek Englund. Um, <laughs> ah, so yes, was, yes, we know we know him very yeah, well here in Las Vegas. That's absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he's um, the, the the kid is a, the salt of the earth and uh, tough as nails, and um, just uh, I, for for me to see how far he's gone and. I'm not surprised. He's 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 a, he's a tough kid and such a great person. He's a better person than he is hockey player, and 
um, and he's a good hockey player. So, um, you know, for, for, for him to be, you know, the, the, where he's, he's shining and, and for the, for the, the golden Knights is, is just fantastic. And, you know, as far as touching on um, playing there is in, in, in my mind, in my, my playing days, you know, the, the fan base has always been there. There's no doubt about it. Um, I know the guys always love the home team. You know, the guys always love, people always love playing there. And I, I know guys always love going there. Um, so there was always this excitement that, that's always been there. And, um, you know, for me personally, there's, there's obviously no, I'm not surprised in the success that the teams had there. And um, it's just, it's a fantastic hockey story all around. No doubt about it. And, and you look at the Silver Knights, uh, they're going to start, you know, hopefully everything starts, uh, they're looking at December start for the AHL season, and they're going to start playing at the Orleans Arena, which is where the ECHL team played for uh, 11 seasons there. So it, it's, and they've already got like a, a high demand of season tickets uh, demands. I think it's over 6,000 or 7,000 wow. in a 7,000 seat venue. Of course, the Golden Knights have been selling out since they've started. So, um, and, and the Wrangler games where I, I went to them a lot as a kid too, and, and there were some nights where they would pack five, 6,000 in, in the arena. So uh, there's always been, I think, a, a, a demand for hockey. So uh, it's great to see where it's at now. And, uh, and so that's. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's fantastic. Sorry, Scott. I mean, just, just to touch on what uh, Steve just said, I mean, it's fantastic. And what's awesome for, you know, for the for the big club is you have you get you, you have for the national for the for the, for the national league team you have your eyes on uh, on your prospects right in your hometown. Uh, we, obviously, here in, in Phoenix, you have you know Tucson down the street. So, it's from from a scouting standpoint and uh, for player call ups, it's 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 a it's a super nice perk versus you know your I guess Phoenix uh, you know their American League team used to be. Um, Right. You know Springfield and the, you know out east. So you know if to have your tabs and your prospects, you know in your you know super close to your home is is definitely a huge perk. Okay, so let's get to this building that's coming up because it's not the traditional way you would put in a hockey arena, is it? I mean, it's not starting from scratch; it's a remodel. But tell us what that's been like, and first of all, touch on just how you uh, you decided to come up with the location and and do the plan itself. Yeah, that's a that's a great that's a great uh, great question, and um, you know, to, to the God's honest truth to 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 build to look. Every, it's not a secret that. Um, even Vegas here, uh, you know, ice is needed. Um, and there's a reason why there's a reason why sheets of ice aren't popping up left and right. Cause it, it, they're massive undertakings financially. Um, and you know, a, a new build, uh, single sheet is, is, is mega box. It really is. Um, a remodel is mega box. And if you're lucky to lucky enough to find it. So, uh, you know, not only that, but have have the hockey background and expertise and the wherewithal to be able to put the whole thing together and also that run it. So we were looking at uh, some different areas. I was also looking at Boston. Uh, we, we just as a business, we made our mind up. We said, OK, we're going to we're going to look here in Boston. I was living in Boston at the time and uh, where, where my business was mainly ran out of. And we're also going to look in, in Arizona. And whatever pops first, that's what we're going with. And I was really hoping Arizona. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, right? I, I can tell you I was sick of the winners, man. <laughs> so, so uh, 
it, we we stumbled upon this this uh, this building uh, in Mesa, and we just started studying it and, and looking at different locations and you know what where, where does this where does this sit on the map and what really um, and not only that you know when you're looking at these places you're 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 talking about zoning you're talking about parking um, there's a number of different items that need to check the box um, you know when you're looking at these types of places and this facility checked all the boxes except it didn't have the uh, it didn't have the 200 foot clear span that I needed to put in the full sheet so I had to um, I had to go before city of Mesa for a special permit back in December and City of Mesa has been absolutely fantastic to work with, you know, from a, uh, from a city standpoint. And um, they're super excited about the project. And, um, you know, our, I know you guys haven't been in the building itself, but I can tell you any hockey person that walks in the space looks at it and says, my God, this, this, this thing lays out like a rink. Right. And that's, and that's what we saw. Uh, it has the locker rooms already there. It already has the concession. It has the, 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 the training area piece. It has our office piece, has the bathrooms built in. So, you know, when you're looking at a building, it's, uh, it really checks all the boxes as far as the rink goes. You know, and, and that's really amazing that you could find that because so many of those structures would have, you know, uh, pillars and things like that that just don't make it work or whatever it may be. And, and I saw some of the pictures you put up when you did your little tour with the uh, Kachinas and man, it, you're right. It does look like a hockey facility. And, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about the Kachinas and how you got uh, involved with them and how important they are. Cause there is a lot of girls playing hockey. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a great point. And, and, you know, when I, um, when I had the building under, under contract, um, you know, it, you, you look at hockey across the Valley here in Phoenix, you know, you have, you have people that have been here for a long time and, uh, you know, in, in looking at this thing holistically, you know, we're, we're Kelly and I are both hockey people. Um, you know, my, my vision and my focus was to, was to, was to, kind of attack that grassroots piece, you know, the growing the game, the learn to play. And so, you know, I, I had reached out to the Coyotes and Matt Schott and I sat down with Matt, um, who's been, who's been incredible uh, throughout this process. And, you know, he, he, he saw it, but he's like, look, you know, Eddie, I've seen over 70 sets of plans for rinks in the last right. <laughs> You know, everybody has the idea, right? Everybody, it's not a secret. Everybody everybody knows that this place needs ice. But it's actually, you know, um, get, getting the job done. It's, it's a whole different animal. And so um, once he saw that I, that I purchased the building officially and, okay, so what's next? You know, is something going to fall through and so on and so forth? So as we started uh, going through the process and, you know, I was bringing them plans and, and, and showing them everything. And they said, all right, well, let, let's dial in. And, and, you know, so they, they approached me and they said, what are your thoughts on having this as a home, this, this as a home for, for the Kachinas and for, for girls hockey. And, 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 you know, it just seemed like a really good fit for us. Um, it's all about, like I said, it's all about growing the game here. And, 
and, and, and fitting in and, and being a really good partner of, of the other rinks that are in the Valley too, that are up or up and operational. I mean, we're not coming in uh, saying that we, we, you know, this guy does it wrong or you know, they should do it <laughs> right. that way and so on and so forth. We're, we're coming in as, Hey, we want to be a part, we're, we're going to be a part of this hockey community here. And, um, and, and, and just be a good partner to everybody and offer a sheet of ice to, to, to whoever wants to skate. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really good. Steven, you got another one for, uh, for Eddie. That's not Las Vegas. <laughs> no, no, I got one that's, yeah, that's not Vegas related. Actually, you're talking about the Kachinas, and I, I was watching, uh, you know, the Arizona Coyotes in their last round, and they've been using the, the Kachina logo a lot lately. What, is that, what does that mean for the city of Arizona, or for Phoenix, I guess, and for Arizona to, to see them? Well, obviously, that's their original logo that they, that they had, and now, of course, it represents a lot of the youth leagues and teams around the Arizona area. So uh, to see them don that logo in the, uh, the playoffs and throughout the season this year, um, what is it? What is it? What is the vibe there as people as they see the Coyotes kind of throw back to the to their Kachina logo days and and, and to see the, the, them out there playing with that? With sure, that. absolutely. I mean, that's a I'm me just me personally. Like I, um, I I can't speak for other for anybody else, but I I think the logo is awesome. Um, I love the colors in it. I love um, I love the throwback. Um, I think it's got a it's got a I. I I mean, they're, they're they're using it, so I'm I'm assuming the guys have a say in it. You know, the players have a say in it. Do they want to wear them? Um, they feel good. In them. I think they're I think they're super cool. You've brought them a lot of good luck uh, so far here. They made it into the yeah the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a fantastic logo. I really do. Um, I think it's I think as far as from the from the girls' youth program uh, logo standpoint, I, again, I, I think it's you th- you put in the throwback piece. You throw back in the or you throw in the, um, you know, the, the fact that this is, you know, this is more of an upstart type program, but it has the throwback piece. And uh, I, I think it's just really good uh, synergies all around when they, when they have that out there. Okay. So you, you gave us some, some time frame here where you were working with the city of Mesa in December and then lo and behold, uh, March comes and we're in the middle of a pandemic. And I'm guessing that you were kind of like the rest of us were like, how could this be happening right now and, and how could it over, be overtaken the entire uh, world? But, you know, one of the things that I've, I've said all along and I made a point over the last couple of months to uh, focus in on the number of buildings that are going up and being constructed right right through the pandemic. And did that affect your plans? Did it slow you down or change anything or did you just full speed ahead? Uh, you know, that's a fantastic point. I've... Um... You know, it, it's where the world's at today, and um, you know, to be honest with you, th- this this project has, um, you know, it, it has started and stopped probably over a million times. You know, <laughs> since <laughs> uh, I love the it, honesty, it, we've it, all been there. It's the God's honest truth, and and uh, you know, we're Kelly and I are are. are we're resilient. We're resilient people. Um, that's how we played the game and that's how we, how we attack business. And, um, you know, we, we, no question we are in, in, in the, in the middle of a pandemic, but, um, you know, from a hockey standpoint where when we do get the doors open, we'll be abiding to, you know, what, 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 um, what the state, 
is, is state recommendations and, and, you know, bottom line is we want, we want our patrons and, and staff a hundred percent, you know, safe and safety is number one, but look at the end of the day, um, we, we want, we want kids on, we want the kids on the ice. We want adults on the ice and, um, you know, we're going to get these doors open. You know, we could go on and on forever here because we've got so many things to talk about. But uh, give us a rough idea when you intend to get the doors open. And then I also want to touch on some of the hockey uh, schools that you've been doing because I know you do a bunch of those, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we're we're pushing forward. We've had, um, like, I, like I think you mentioned earlier, we had the we have boards in the bill. Our boards are have arrived uh, from Minneapolis. They were in storage there and. Um, we, we, we spent the day yesterday lugging, lugging the boards in, uh, <laughs> which was, which is super exciting. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we have, we have some more construction and workout. We have, uh, we have our big trusses going in, we have our ceiling going in. Um, we have our rink getting started next week, you know, the floor, um, and, and our boards being constructed. So, we have some, we have some we have we have a little bit more construction to get done we're 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 fighting for an october uh early october open uh, october 1st um and I, I think that's uh definitely reasonable okay so uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, the hockey schools and all the stuff you've been doing with that because uh that's another whole aspect of uh growing the game of hockey especially here in the desert yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we've, we, we run, we're, you know, we're a multifaceted business. Um, you know, we run camps, clinics, leagues, teams, tournaments, um, you know, from a, from a business standpoint and that, and I guess, you know, coming in here, um, again, I'm not, we're not coming in here pointing fingers and saying, Hey, that guy does this wrong or that rink operates that way. We're, we're coming in trying to do the offer the best product that we can Eddie Hill is concerned about Eddie Hill and, and making sure that my locker rooms are clean and the benches are clean and our ice is great and our staff is friendly. Um, and, and, you know, our concession stand is, is our popcorn's warm and our drinks are cold. So from a, and, and, and we're offering good programming, um, you know, the product and the ice, uh, as you guys know, speaks for itself. And um, that's what we're concerned about. Fantastic. Steven, you got one more here before uh, I give him my final one and we let him go tonight? Sure. So, you know, when we, when you look at the, the goal for, for this for this building and, and we have, and bring it back to Vegas for a minute, we have City National Arena, which was built, of course, with the Golden Knights, but it's used from the time when there's not a pandemic, from the time it's opened at 9 or whenever it opens in the morning till sometimes 10 or 11 at night, especially after a UNLV game. Uh, during the season there's even something after that like at 10 10 30 at night so there's always something going on in that building for for this building for, for when it opens up is that the goal you want to have some sort of hockey event in there almost every moment of the day whether it be the youth hockey adult hockey public skates i mean what's what's the ultimate goal that you vision for for this uh for this uh ice form yeah i mean we we by no means are we're, we're not going to be anything close to city national arena. Um, as far as uh, from a facility standpoint, um, I feel as though our facility kind of has a, uh, to use the term again, throwback. Uh, our building was built in the early seventies. Uh, it was originally a bowling alley 
and it has a pretty cool, uh, you know, the front uh, the front entryway has a pretty cool like uh, Art Deco type, um, you know, entry you know uh, entryway into the building. And uh, when when you walk in the building, I always love to when people first walk in. I always love to look at their. I've been in there ten million times over the past since we bought it. Uh, but I always love to see people's first, uh, you know, reaction to as they walk in. Um, it's so it, it's, it's, it's always fun for me that way. So to answer your question, yeah, we're going to, we're going to have that place, uh, fired up. We're going to offer, uh, you know, clinics and, and skill development pieces. We're going to have the kachinas in there. We're going to have a, you know, a ma- a huge focus on adult hockey. Um, you know, we just feel that the in the valley here, this figure skating, public skating, stick and puck. You know, it's it's a multifaceted facility. And um, and one thing too, I also want to mention is we're also going to have a skating treadmill uh, in the facility uh, as well, which oh, is a wow. pretty cool uh, training training tool that we used in Boston. Um, it'll probably I don't know if there's been one here before, but. Uh, it, it's a it's a really cool uh, you know training tool that that we'll be using as well in the facility. And, and you know what I have to say, you said the bowling alley thing. I'm looking at the the website here. I'm looking at the front of the building, and and you're I could see it being a, it used to be a bowling alley. You know, I've been to sort of bowling alleys, and they kind of have that uh, that kind of design. So it's I, I can kind of see where you said the bowling alley look, but it looks really cool that now that it that's going to be an ice rink. So it's uh, it looks like you've really done a good job with with the building. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so uh, so my final one for you, Eddie, and I appreciate your time because I know you're a busy man and, and got lots of stuff on the uh, uh, on the uh, plate as you prefer to get the uh, Arizona Made Ice Forum up and running. Um, it's a two-parter. The first one is just that Arizona Made Ice Forum. How did you come up with the name? You know, I <clears throat> I, I looked at I looked at um, just the state as a uh, holistically, the state of hockey, uh, or not the state of hockey, that's Minnesota, allegedly, right? Uh, just the state, <laughs> the hockey, the hockey players in the state of Arizona. And, you know, I, 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 I looked at um, just kind of a man, like how, how just a grassroots piece, like, where are these, where do these kids come? Where do these kids come from? And, how do they get here and how were they introduced to the sport? And, and that's one of the things too, I want to touch on the coyotes, Matt shot, Lindsay Fry have done an unbelievable job with their little howlers program and getting into the schools and, and getting hockey sticks in, in, in kids' hands um, across the state. And, and that's, and that's how we do grow the sport is, is, you know, those, those kids are Arizona made. You know, they're not made in Boston. They're not made in, 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 in St. Paul, Minnesota. They're made here in the state. So uh, Austin Matthews, uh, great example. Austin Matthews doesn't exist uh, potentially if, if, if I've, I've, I'm very familiar with the story and uh, read and saw, I have looked at a ton of information on him. Um, he, he grew up in one of the Coyote games. Yeah. So, you know, does Austin Matthews exist? You know, does Austin Matthews play hockey if the Coyotes aren't here? Aren't here? No, we don't know. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, I, I take it. I take it back. And and when I came up with this name, it's it, it seemed really fitting um, with our with with the direction we wanted the building to go in. 
Um, and that's where he came up with the made AZ made, Arizona made ice for him. Okay. And my final question for you is, uh, as we speak right now, I'm watching NHL hockey. Um, and I just want to get your feeling on how well the NHL did to bring this back. Because I mentioned to Steven before you came on that I don't know that I've seen, and I've watched hockey for, okay, don't listen too closely, 50-some years, <laughs> either watched or played. And uh, I don't know that there's ever been so much excitement for something that nobody has ever done before. I mean, it, it really, the bubble situation brings you back to your youth days, right? Um, being in a hotel and, and up with your friends and teammates. Um, so, so just your thoughts on the NHL coming back to play in 2020 and, and what you've seen so far. It's been awesome. Um, it's, it's so, I don't know how you guys feel, but it's so strange to see, you know, like the coyotes today at two 30, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, in the middle of the day, I, you know, I'm over at the building today doing work and I'm working on construction <laughs> stuff and, my, my, and I'm looking at my phone, you know, first period, second, so on. So uh, it's definitely, it's definitely, Scott, you're right. It's, it's definitely has that youth feel to it. Um, as far as the, the, you know, the tournament, um, I, I, it's, it's super cool. Um, I mean, you look at that, that, uh, that big overtime that, that happened last oh, night. It was crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. It's the guys were just gassed and, and just, a, just a, just a huge game. And then they had to postpone the other game till today because it was too late for them to start. So I mean, <laughs> that's, who would have yeah, thought, who right. would have thought of that happened? I know all the Boston fans were ticked off at home. I know that. <laughs> It worked out for him, though. I think today. <laughs> I know, I know. So yeah, I mean, I, I you know, it, it's hockey's ho- for me. Me personally, hockey's hockey. I, I love, I love, uh, I love the National Hockey League. I, um, I'm a big Coyotes fan um, here and now. And and you know, my kids, uh, my daughter asked me uh, recently, my ten year old. She says, "Dad, can you bring me to the Coyotes game?" And I was like, "Ugh." Honey, not not yet, not yet, not yet. So we are, uh, like I said, we're big, we're big Coyote fans, and um, you know we're we're rooting for them. Um, you know, tough tough go today, but um, hopefully they'll bounce back. And like I said, we're it's just it's just great to see hockey. It's it's for the morale piece for for the hockey world uh, to see kids on skates. I mean, I, I was back in Boston this summer. I ran some. I, I ran. I don't know. I probably ran five, six camps and it was just, it was really good to be back on the skates and, and working with kids and, you know, from, from the break that we had. So yeah, just hockey in general is um, it's, 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 it's just such a great thing. By the way, you All mentioned right. skates. By the way, you mentioned skates, but we should report that Robin Leonard did get some new skates uh, today. He had some skate problems, uh, blade problems the other last night in that game. So he's got some new skates. So. Nice. Yeah, there's a promo coming up for that one, I'm certain. <laughs> yeah. Eddie, thanks so much for your time. I, I won't let you go without giving Kelly a shout-out because I know she's a big part of what's going on there too. Mm-hmm. So uh, give her a shout-out and, and let her know just how important she is to what you're doing. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Kelly's um, uh, background on Kel real quick. She played at the University of Minnesota. Um, she won a national championship there. And, um, you know, she's uh, – Passion, passion of hockey. Like I said, we're 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 hockey people uh, looking to make a difference here and, and offer a product. Um, and at the end of the day, I'll I'll always I'll always tell her she skates better than I do. <laughs> <laughs>
Ah, I love it. I love it. And I told you that I'm going to be coming over there and do a Sunday special with you when you get the doors open and uh, and, and can show us all the glitz and, and glamour of the new building. But congratulations on everything. It sounds like it's going to be a huge success and, and great to partner with the Coyotes and the Kachinas because that's uh, very much needed. Eddie Hill, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, don't be a stranger. You're welcome anytime. Guys, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And, and, and thank you for all that you do for hockey and, and for hockey here. It's uh, again, it's a true pleasure to have, you know, to have us on. And, and thank you so much. All right, folks, that's Eddie Hill with Arizona Made Ice Forum in Mesa, Arizona, the newest hockey facility in the desert southwest, I guess, because um, things are things are growing everywhere. But uh, we love having Eddie on. Uh, and we appreciate his time. I told him. Yeah, 15 to 30 minutes, and I, and we went, she's uh, almost 40, so <laughs> it's, it's always fun. Um, Stephen and I will be right back to uh, wrap up another edition of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly after uh, a word from our partners. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat comfortable and durable show up to the rink in style an authorized retailer of summer skates you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com hey michael here from m drive my dad a world-class scientist actually made m drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life and yes m drive supports healthy testosterone but it's so much more M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refine your pot with M-Drive. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs. I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located in downtown Tempe at 740 South Mill Avenue, College Bar and Grill is the place for the best local craft beers, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. A short walk from Sun Devil Stadium or Desert Financial Arena. Stop by for lunch or dinner, game day or any day. College Bar and Grill.
your hometown hockey team, your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions, your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. All right, we're back. Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona. Stephen Marsh joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, Stephen, some great stuff there and some great tie-ins to not only uh, Arizona, but Vegas and, and playing with Derek Anglin. And oh, good yeah. work. Good work. Yeah, yeah. Derek, Derek Anglin, of course, uh, obviously he ended up here in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, Las Vegas Wrangler, the ECHL team, actually started – out being affiliated with Calgary, so there, there might be by how he ended up here, and uh, and of course, uh, really love came to love Vegas, met his met his wife, I believe, across the, the street from the Orleans at McMullen's. A lot of times, the players would go across the street there to hang out afterwards, and I think eventually met his, his now wife there, and uh, of course, lived here in the off season, I believe, even when he went to the NHL, and of course, ended up here on the goal. Yeah, and it's cool that uh, Eddie had that connection there, so that was that was great. It was a great, great interview, and excited to see this, the the new building open up and uh, uh, a bowling alley turned now into a nice, wonderful ice rink. It should be uh, should be really cool. You know, it's been so crazy for me. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I saw the the facility going up at Colorado College a couple of weeks ago, and I said, right here in the middle of this campus, right like right on your street corner. You know, it, it's really strange, but what a beautiful building that's going to be. But it's starting from scratch, right? They dug the hole, they put the concrete in, and they built it from scratch. And then I saw a City National being built. I saw T-Mobile being built. I saw uh, the uh, Henderson facility for the Silver Knights being built. Um, and all of them have been from, you know, the ground up with a new 14 and the whole work. So I'm so excited to get into this building. I, I've been over there. I've driven through the parking lot. I've taken a few pictures of the area as a kind of a before stuff, but I can't wait to see what it looks like uh, once it's done, because you just don't hear of remodels like that very often. And it, and it sounds like, and I don't, I'm not familiar. You're more familiar with the Arizona area than I am. I've driven through Mesa, but and it, it sounds like it's a great addition for the for that area there in Mesa. Uh, you know, close to the Tempe, I'm sure, and all that the little area there in that in that in that Phoenix region. So um, it should be a great uh, great place for people to hang out and have some hockey, uh, do some hockey uh, when things are normal, and we can we can have uh, youth hockey again. And, and adult hockeys and skates and everything. And, and he's right. It's not going to be – he didn't want to compare it to City National. I wasn't looking for a comparison to City National. But as I've said with City National, is, is from morning to night, there's always some sort of hockey going on in there. And I envision yep. that's what they would want to do with, with that building is have hockey, some type of hockey in there or skating thing from beginning of the day to, to late into the night or at least into the evening time. So uh, I'm sure it will be packed because if one thing we know is we need uh, more ice everywhere in the desert southwest and – Vegas has done a great job of getting it. Now uh, Arizona's getting their ice sheets. So uh, it's a good thing. If we get a little down in Tucson now, that would be fantastic. But um, I'll let you do your read, and then we'll say goodnight with uh, little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by voted the best Ford dealer in Arizona, Bell Ford. The Arizona Ford Giant is presenting partner of the Sunday special. Asked to see our friend Kevin Wood. Tell him Ice Time Hockey Southwest sent you to see the top-selling lines of four trucks and more. Cold beers and cheeseburgers. 
Our dining rooms, in accordance to CDC guidelines, are open in all 12 Valley locations and in California. Visit coldbeers.com for more information. T-Mobile, see Andre in the Paradise Valley store at Shea and Tatum and let him show you the power of the new T-Mobile. Whether it's playoff time or any time, it's always time for the best barbecue in Las Vegas. Call us at 702-541-5546 or go to jessieraysbarbecue.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, it's all about the butt. By Summer Skates, our line of shower shoes can show off your fandom or team unity with a custom design. Visit summerskates.com. Behind the Mask, it's time to get back to hockey. For all of your hockey needs, visit any of our three locations or go to behindthemask.com. By College Bar and Grill in Tempe. By ASU fans for ASU fans. Oceanside Ice Arena, home of the Devil's Hockey Shop for all of your ASU hockey merchandise. Roger Klein's Can't See on Tequila. Find the bottle that suits your taste. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com. By OxyPow, visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. By M-Drive, go to mdriveformen.com. Use the promo code ICETIMESW at checkout for 20% off. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. By the Ice Den, Scottsdale and Chandler. See our websites for ice availability. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey Southwest podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download in iTunes, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. And we always uh, we always do, and we should be doing more of it, I should say. Uh, we need to tell people to continue to wear the mask, continue to social distance, be smart. Uh, let's get uh, back to normal as quickly and as uh, efficiently as we can. And, and, you know, again, a shout-out to the NHL and all the hockey people for doing such a great job at uh, – trying to do their part to corral the virus and, and keep it away from their athletes. So, And we're going to be doing a, a, a special – we're going to do special podcast shows right on Sundays during the playoffs. Uh, starting Sunday, yep. We're calling it the Pandemic Playoff Podcast. It's going to run every Sunday night, 6 p.m. Pacific. We'll we go some, until the we, end of the Stanley Cup. Which, we uh, had so much fun. Us. We had so much fun during the return to hockey playoffs, and uh, there's still a lot of hockey to, to discuss, so we can't fit into our normal shows. So we look forward to doing those – those special uh, podcasts on Sundays leading up to a Stanley Cup champion and I think, what, October, I believe, right? Yeah, the first week of October is when they're supposed to end uh, at the latest. So we'll see what happens. Right now the hockey's been really good, and uh, we thank Eddie for coming on. Eddie Hill with the uh, Arizona Made Ice Form, the newest ice sheet in Arizona, coming up in Mesa, Arizona. So uh, get on the uh, Facebook page and check it out. Uh, it is a... Uh, a very unique situation, and uh, we thank Eddie for coming on and spending time with us. Also, shout out to Kelly, his wife, Kelly Olson, who was uh, a great hockey player in her own right at the University of Minnesota and a national champion as well. So congratulations uh, to both of them and their success, and we wish them nothing but success in uh, this venture as well. So for Stephen Marsh, Scott Strandy saying goodnight with a little uh, De Niro from our friends Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Stay safe, everybody. We'll see you next week.